welcome to The Warrior Within the Woman. I'm your host, Pastor Lauren Daniel, and this week as I've been seeking God, and I believe that there are women listening to me, that you are feeling such an urgency in your spirit, a calling from God on your life, but you're afraid to step forward. You're afraid to step into that. You're afraid to take the step of faith. But I want to encourage you today as we are drawing into the word of God, as we're drawing near to God today, that you will be encouraged to be a woman in a Deborah generation. Today we're going to Judges 4 and we're going to kind of split up the scripture today. In chapter 4 of Judges, verse 4, it says, Now Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lapidoth, who was leading Israel at that time, She held court under the palm of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, and the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. She sent for Barak, son of Abinoam, from Kadesh in Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go take with you ten thousand men of Naphtali and Zebulun, and lead them up to Mount Tabor. I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River and give him into your hands. Barak said to her, if you go with me, I will go. But if you do not go with me, I won't go. Certainly I will go with you, said Deborah. But because of the course you're taking, the honor will not be yours. For the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kadesh. There Barak summoned Zebulun and Naphtali, and 10,000 men went up under his command, and Deborah also went up with him. So at the beginning of this historical event, we see Deborah, who is the judge of Israel, Barak, who is the general of the Israelite army, and Sisera, they speak of Sisera, who is the, he is the enemy, and Sisera, who is the enemy. And Deborah gets a specific word from God to tell Barak, listen, if you take 10,000 men with you, God is going to give you Sisera. He's going to give him into your hands. But because of Barak's fear, he needs Deborah to go with him. If Deborah goes with him, he will go. He will trust in God. But if not, he will not go. And because of that, but because of Brock's lack of faith in God and the word from the Lord, God said, I will not give you the honor, but I will give the honor to a woman. And, you know, that was unheard of then. Not that a woman in God's eyes is less, but God knew that giving the honor to a woman because Barak was not faithful enough and had enough faith to trust in God would show him that Sisera will die because that is the word of of God. But because of your lack of faith, I'm going to give the honor to another person, someone that. And so we look at this and. And I want to say to you, just before we even dive into the scripture, that be careful how you respond to the word of God, because God can speak something over you. But because of your lack of faith, his word will come to pass. God is faithful. God's words are true. But because of our unfaithfulness or because of our lack of faith in his word, God can give the honor to someone else. 
I don't want someone else taking my promise. I don't want someone else taking the honor of what God has bestowed upon me to be faithful in. But that is what I'm telling you today. We must be a Deborah generation, a generation that is not afraid to take a step of faith and to stand, to stand in the calling that God has placed on your life. Whether you're a man or a woman, God will do what he wants to do. Deborah was the only female judge of Israel. Now, some may argue she's the exception, but I say she is the standard of women in ministry. Today, I'm not here to argue a woman's role in ministry, but to simply encourage you to acknowledge that we are mere human beings and we need to sit down and let God be God. We need to stop giving him parameters of who he can and will use. Let God be God. I am not God. I am not the Holy Spirit. I cannot ordain or call people. I believe God has anointed women to preach the gospel and to say and to be used by the Holy Spirit, but they're being discouraged. We are discouraging people from being obedient to God. Now, what does that say about us? What if God has called these young girls to walk and be faithful in maybe the occupation he's leading them into? Maybe he's not calling them specifically to be a pastor, but what gives us the right to tell them to sit down and not be obedient to God? We all have a testimony and we may not necessarily all be women as pastors or women in ministry on a pulpit with a microphone, but you are called woman of God. You are called warrior of God. No matter what people say, no matter what they may think, you are called and ordained by God. And he is asking you today, will you be a Deborah generation? As women in ministry, we could talk about so many women God used in the events of biblical history. We can talk about Esther, the queen. She was placed in a position that no one could save her people but her. Her faith and courage was used by God to not only deliver God's people, but she did it with grace and respect. We can talk about the woman at the well who very well was the first female missionary. She had a past so scandalous that some of our churches today wouldn't even let her get on a stage with a microphone to speak. But Jesus brought such a miraculous transformation to her life. She left where she was to go and tell everyone about this man named Jesus. We can talk about Anna, the widow. At 84 years young, laid eyes on the Prince of Peace in the temple with his parents and could not contain the joy she had and went out into the streets to tell everyone that the king had come, that the promised child was here. We can talk about Priscilla, the teacher, that her and her husband Aquila met a disciple named Apollos. And although they were all believers in scripture, in all preaching the the promise of Jesus, they were able to explain to Apollo's scripture in depth and broaden his knowledge, making him stronger in his faith. And he became a strong leader in the early church. And we can talk about so many more women 
God chose to use. They might go unspoken of. They may go unheard. But I want to tell you, woman and warrior of God, there are women that God has chosen and used and ordained to bring about the spirit of God in your church, to bring about salvation in your homes, to bring about the promise of what God has spoken over your families and marriages. And we must be warriors. Not afraid to stand up and say, I have been called by God. Being aware and understanding that God is the only God. He is the one that ordains. He is the one that brings anointing. He is the one who calls. It is not me. It is not you, woman of God. But it is because he has chosen you. He has chosen you. We can talk about so many more women, but God has been using women to spread the gospel and be used by the spirit for centuries. And he is still using them now. We as a church need to encourage our children and young women that they are the trailblazers for this generation. Deborah was a trailblazer. She knew who she was, but God had spoken and ordained her to be a judge of Israel, given her power and discernment to speak to him, wisdom to be able to settle disputes among the Israelite people. God had called her and whether people agreed with it or not, God had ordained and anointed her and she knew who she was in God. That is what God is calling for women to stand up and say, I know who I am in God. I know what God has spoken over me. I know what scripture says that God is for me. God is going to bring new life inside of me. And whenever I speak the word of God, it will not return void. Deborah knew who she was. She knew who she was and who God had called her to be. Woman of God, I want to encourage you today. Be a trailblazer. Don't let anyone tell you what God can and cannot do through you. Don't let anyone tell you that you are mistaken or that you are not able to be used by God simply because you're a woman. That's not true. God can use who he wants to use. I always say a joke to people just because I've learned to take things lighthearted because there are going to be people that say things rude or hurtful or have the intention to hurt me as a woman in ministry. And one of my favorite things to tell them is, well, if God can use a a donkey to give the word of God and to get a hold of somebody, I think he can use a woman. (laughs) But we must come to that. We must come to the realization of who God is. And when you're confident in who God's called you to be, the naysayers and the haters, it doesn't matter anymore because they didn't call me. And that's okay. I can still love people whether they think I should be a pastor or not. I will still love people and pray for people. And be there in the midnight hour with people, whether they believe that I'm called by God or not, that's okay. Because at the end of the day, you are not being faithful to people. 
You are being faithful to a God who has called you and created you and spoken life over you and has ordained a calling, a specific calling on your life from the day you were conceived in your mother's womb. God has called you. We need to encourage and be the church that encourages our young women and our children that they are the ones to take the baton when we are dead and gone. To show that there is no restriction on the power of God when it comes to women. God has chosen you, woman of God, for such a time as this. Deborah was confident. And so she gave the word to Barak. And because Barak, his faith was not secure enough to take that step of faith, he needed her to go with him. And if you read further on in verse 14, it says, Then Deborah said to Barak, Go, this is the day the Lord has given Sisera into your hands. Has not the Lord gone ahead of you? So Barak went down Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. At Barak's advance, the Lord routed Sisera and all his chariots and army by the sword. And Sisera got down from his chariot and fled on foot. Barak pursued the chariots and army as far as Harasheth Hagoyim, and all Sisera's troops fell by the sword. Not a man was left. Sisera, meanwhile, fled on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, because there was an alliance between Jabin, king of Hazar, and the family of Heber the Kenite. Jael went out to meet Sisera and said to him, Come, my lord, come right now. Don't be afraid. So he entered her tent and she covered him with a blanket. I'm thirsty, he said. Please give me some water. She opened a skin of milk, gave him a drink and covered him up. Stand in the doorway of the tent, he told her. If someone comes by and asks you, is anyone in there, say no. But Jael, Heber's wife, picked up a tent peg and a hammer and went quietly to him while he lay fast asleep, exhausted. And she drove the peg through his temple into the ground, and he died. Just then Barak came by in pursuit of Sisera, and Jael went out to meet him. Come, she said, I will show you the man you're looking for. So he went with her, and there lay Sisera with the tent peg through his temple, dead. Now you may be saying, Lauren, why are you telling me this? Why are we talking about this? But I want to share with you something. But because God's word was fulfilled, God's promise was fulfilled. He said, I will kill the enemy. I will hand over the enemy to you. And even though Barak was not faith, even though Barak questioned God's word, and God had to use someone else, thank God and praise God that his word is true. His promises are not a lie, that he is not a man that he should lie. So the promises over your life, God has spoken, it will be fulfilled. But woman of God, I want to encourage you, be faithful. In the, in the middle of it all, when you feel like it is hard, whenever you feel like it is going to take you down and you're crumbling under the weight of what God's called you to do, take, no, 
take courage knowing that when God says the enemy will be yours, hallelujah, the enemy will be yours. The enemy will be defeated. And we can focus on JL and even what brought her about to do this. But I'm going to tell you when God says something will happen, he'll use who he needs to use to deal with the enemy in your life. JL took in the enemy only to deceive him and kill him. That is a woman who is of strategy, a woman of courage. And even though the Bible does not give us clarity why she did it, I'm going to tell you right now, it was God. Because JL and her husband, they were supposed to be allies with the enemy. JL technically was the enemy of Barak, the enemy of Israel, and God used the enemy to kill the enemy. Hallelujah. God will use who he needs to use for his purpose, for his purpose. And at the end of the day, Sisera was killed. He has called your daughters, your granddaughters, your nieces your sisters, your friends, for great and mighty works of the kingdom. Deborah knew who she was. She was not afraid of people and what they thought. She was not afraid if people thought because she's a woman, she could not be a judge or because she's a woman, she could not have judicial power. Because she was a woman, she could not be anointed by God. She did not care what people thought. Because at the end of the day, God is the one who calls. God is the one who anoints. And God is the one who ordains your steps, woman of God. When I was 18 years old, I was getting ready to go into college at Marshall University in Huntington. And our church had gone through a transition where we did not have a youth pastor at the time. And my dad was the pastor. He was my pastor for many years, as many PKs can say. And at that time, I just felt like God saying to me, fill in where you can. Take a step of faith. I know you have a lot on your plate, but take a step of faith and see what I will do in you. I was 18. I did not have some miraculous knowledge of the word of God. (laughs) And even now, am not some holy theologian. I was 18 years old, a, a young girl going into college, trying to figure out my life. And at church, there was just an open spot, a spot that needed to be filled. Our young people, we had a growing youth group and our young people did not have a youth pastor at the time. And so at 18, not being credentialed, not being licensed, not being ordained, I said, okay, God, I will be faithful. I will step out in faith and do what you've asked me to do, which is fill in a position. And I will trust that you will bring the fruit from this step of faith. And so I became the youth leader. Again, I was not a pastor. I was a youth leader. And I'm not going to say I was perfect. Absolutely not. I was not perfect at all. There were times I had to learn a lot in the years that I was a youth leader there at my church. But soon after a year and a half, two years later, I began to see after I had been given opportunities to speak on a platform and speak in youth and just preach the word of God, 
that I could see the Holy Spirit working in my life, the confidence of God, not the pride in thinking I'm better than anyone else, but a confidence, a holy confidence and a holy reverence of the word of God came over me. And even though at that time, my plan for my life was changing, God was still working on me. And I could see that God had planned for me to be in ministry. And being a pastor's kid, we can all say that's the one thing I didn't want to do. We are faithful in our choice to follow God, but God is the one who chooses. It is not because of skills. It is not because of you are holier than thou, but because of your willingness that God will use you. And so in my step of faith of just being a youth leader, all I was doing was speaking and and planning trips for our youth group. And even though my time as a youth leader and youth pastor was short, it was necessary for me. It was necessary for me to take that step of faith because in my mind, I was not willing to accept God had called me into ministry yet. Not that I had anyone around me at that moment telling me that I was not qualified because I was a woman, but because in my own mind, I did not want to do ministry. I had seen how people would hurt people, hurt pastors, hurt my family in ministry. And I did not want to take that upon myself or put that on my own family. So I was against it until I took the step of faith, until I was obedient and saying, okay, God, I will take that step of faith, fill in, and I'll let you bring the fruit from this faith. So after I began to realize that I was called to do this, every time I stepped on a stage and grabbed the mic, I could feel the confidence of the Lord come over me. No matter the size of the crowd, no matter the background of those listening to me, I knew there was nothing else in this world that I was meant to do. In that moment, I knew I was created to lift women up, to uphold people in their midnight hour. And let me tell you, warrior of God, you are meant to do the same thing. Maybe God is not telling you to do something like pastor or ministry, but he's telling you, maybe he's calling you to speak life over the teachers that you're teaching with or encouragement over the Sunday school class that you teach or to raise your children knowing Jesus. We all have roles to play in the kingdom, but I'm saying don't let anyone ever tell you you are not qualified to preach the word of God or to speak life into a soul that needs to be saved or to show other women that they can come from their testimony. They can come from that past and see what God has done. Do not let anyone ever disqualify you because God is the one that calls. You are called by God, not because of anything else, but that God has created you for an amazing purpose, woman of God. No matter a man or woman, you have something to say. You have a testimony to preach. You have the word of the Lord that's been hidden in your heart that needs to be spoken over the lives around you. And I believe that the word is alive and when it is spoken, it will not return void. Let me encourage you today. So often we're afraid to step out of our comfort zones and become everything the Lord has called us to be. 
It's a blessing that the Lord doesn't give us the whole plan for our lives in advance because most of us would answer with a resounding no. (laughs) Don't let the enemy get in your head and tell you God will never use you or do great things in you. Don't let your fear of what others may think get in the way of being obedient to God and used to do extraordinary things. Because Deborah was confident in who she was. She knew who God had called her to be. She was not afraid to tell anyone what God was saying. And she was able to discern the word of God. She had miraculous wisdom and anointing on her life to be able to be the only female judge of Israel. Be that Deborah generation. The Lord prepared Deborah in the secret place of her worship, which helped her grow in confidence in hearing God's voice. Her intentional connection to God through worship gave her confidence as she discerned the time to go to war. When you are confident and you are connecting with God in the word and connecting with God in your worship and in your life, God will reveal to you what steps you need to take. He will reveal to you the war that's going on around you. He will reveal to you the words you need to be speaking over your friends and family. He will reveal to you the time and place for your testimony to come forth. But you need to be confident that you are a woman like Deborah. You are a woman in a Deborah generation. The Lord will do the same with us. As we go deeper in relationship with God, God will guide us to clarity around our call for the season that we are in. As Christ followers, as women of God, and as warriors in this war, we're fighting against the enemy. We are embarking on an exciting journey of serving the Lord here on earth. Woman of God, do not let anyone tell you you are not good enough. Don't let anyone tell you you cannot be used by God. I have been told that. I've lost friends and even family to telling me that I am not good enough. But let me tell you something. It is not you. It is not because they're a man and we're a woman, but it is because the willingness to be obedient to God. See, Barack was a man. He was in every, he was in a high position, able to be, to see God fulfill the promise. But because of his lack of faith, God gave the the honor to someone else. Be a Deborah. Be Deborah generation that is confident in who you are and who God's called you to be. And just watch what God will do in your life. Woman of God, you are not qualified because you're a woman. You're not disqualified because you're a woman. But God is the one who qualifies. God is the one who who ordains. God is the one who anoints. And he will use you in the time he wants to use you. Do not be afraid of the calling on your life. Stand firm. Hold the line in your battle and in your war. And watch what God will do when you just take the step of faith. And trust that when he ordains and calls you, he will provide. 
Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope this message encourages you to go after God with all you have in you, woman of God. You are strong. You are courageous and stand firm to be that Deborah generation. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Love you.